Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Paramedics do the incredible. They help save lives. And so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that may give your kid's music teacher the chance to see your son play in the season opener or give your mechanic the chance to give his best man speech. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and receive up to $1,000 your first month. Varies by location and is subject to change. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down with their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow but you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500 triple a heating and air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new hvac unit but you have to call today 803-677-1500 and tell them you heard about this deal on 1075 the game's gamecock central podcast Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 in the, like, the 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. The game. Two minutes after 11 o'clock on a Tuesday morning, and welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes here with you. Uh, I have not gotten an excused absence or a doctor's note from Chris Clark, so I expect him to be here. We'll hand him a tardy slip when he walks in. That is fine. Uh, We'll talk a lot of Carolina, Kentucky here ahead of South Carolina's, or Shane Beamer, I should say, weekly press conference, player media availability as well. Um, Wes, uh, welcome. Um, I know you're, uh, you're just getting here. Preston and I have spent, so of the last two hours, I think we spent about three minutes talking about different color reds. All of the rest of our conversation has been about Carolina, Carolina and Kentucky, the depth chart, the offense, uh, except for four minutes at the end of the last hour when I asked Preston about Aaron Judge's home run chase. And we already got a text here saying, can you please talk about football, not judge? So we're going to start here in the Gamecock Central Hour, Wes, asking talking if, about judge? if the Rangers should just intentionally walk Aaron Judge for the rest of the season so he can't break the home run record against them. Oh, man. I The funny thing is I had this uh, this question queued up for y'all like last week and um, <clears throat> excuse me, and never got to it. But I especially wanted to ask Preston over here, College athlete, um, 
if you're on the mound, are and, and I kind of want everybody's take, but if you're on the mound, do you consider it your duty as an athlete and a professional athlete in this case to say, you know what, I'm I'm going to try to get this guy out, and if I'm a part of history on the wrong side, so be it, or do you say? I'm the pitcher. I'm in power here. I'm not going to be the guy on the other end of this highlight um, or part of a trivia question for the rest of history. Which side of that are are y'all on? Great question. Um, the current version of Preston <laughs> would probably would probably serve Aaron up. Like, I'll throw him 91-92 right where he wanted it. Really? Let it, yeah, I'll, I'll just serve it up and let it, wow. let it get out here. Okay. An earlier version of Preston is no way. I probably would have been more, let's throw him all junk balls. If he walks, he walks. If he swings, whatever. Throw it his head every time. Yeah. I was going to say I would hit him. Yeah. Not not in the head. <laughs> just, I'm not going to walk him. I'll, I'll just hit him. Hmm. Somewhere that it doesn't hurt too bad as much as a, however fast I'm throwing it mm-hmm. doesn't hurt. It, it also depends on, I feel like, where, you know, this is the time of year for baseball. A lot of these games are meaningless. So... You know, it depends on where my team is at as well. Like, if I if I need to get this guy, if it, within the structure of the game and the season, mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of have a duty to do what you would do in that situation regardless. But if we're playing just, I mean, at some point, these are backyard baseball games. If the teams are eliminated or mm-hmm. um, or the teams are already in and, and have no meaningful reason to keep right. uh, playing the game at its normal level, then, I mean, it, I guess it's kind of a personal... Some people would say, competitively, I'm not going to groove it, but I'm also not going to walk him. I'm going to go out and yeah, just get him out and try to get him out. And if he hits it out, yeah, that's what I would do. I I definitely wouldn't want to concede defeat ever, but I I do not want to be contrary to popular belief. I am not a uh, all publicity is good publicity kind of person. I would not want to be the answer to that kind of trivia question. In the same way. Uh, you know, I guess I had this experience in my youth feeling like whoever won the Heisman Trophy in any given year, half of their highlight reel was just whatever game they had against South Carolina. That's a terrible feeling. You don't want that. All publicity is not good publicity. That's that's true. But you know how many people pitch and we never know who they are. So if your name can just get mentioned <laughs> amongst history, I mean, one one mm. pitch. Yeah. Has any famous pitcher been on the wrong end? of one of those, you know, record-breaking type of things? Or has it always been like a random, like John Smith, you know? <laughs> Just open the door. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, we do have know. a great resource 100%. here. I'm, I'm going to go know. out and ask him during the commercial break, and yeah. I guarantee you he knows. Yeah. S- somewhere there's some dude in middle America that made it to the show for one year, <laughs> and he gave up one of those home runs, and he's like, that was me. <laughs> I, if you don't believe, you don't believe that I pitched? Let me show you this video of Mark McGuire taking me out in 98. I was one of the 70 <laughs> home runs that he gave up or whatever. He, you know? he, he like, takes the ball to McGuire years later. It's like, sir, can you sign this? McGuire's like, who are you? <laughs> exactly. like, Anything for a fan. You hit one 600 feet yeah, off of me in I'm 1995. Fi- I'm number 55, sir. <laughs> wow. Huh. I'm trying to think of other things like that in history. Like, was there a famous... I mean, he's not. he's not super... Super popular right now. He's in the news a little bit, but you know, Brett Favre sort of served up that meatball to Michael Strahan yeah. for that for that sack. 
if we want to bring him back to football, Texter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he gave up that the record-winning sack, and that was <laughs> questionable to say the least. Yeah, it was interesting. I'm trying to I'm trying to rack my brain for some other ones. If you can think of anything else that compares to that historically in sports, let us know in the text line 803-404-6100. Uh, if you're tired of hearing about Aaron Judge, maybe this will make you feel better. A chance to win some money. It's time for your chance to win $100 and qualify for the $25,000 grand prize in our $25,000 signing bonus contest. Just text the following national keyword to 95819. Your national keyword to text is win. Again, with the homophones, like this is not helpful, but it's the W-I-N, win, 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 win. W-I-N. Text that national <laughs> keyword to 95819. Standard text messaging rates may apply. Please don't text and drive. The $25,000 signing bonus contest on 107.5 The Game. Wes, Chris, uh, how closely do y'all watch the depth chart that gets released every week sometime late Monday afternoon or early evening? I know where you're going with this, and uh, I did look at it this week. I would say it's not like a must viewing. I... I have missed it a couple of weeks, but I did see the email and I said, huh, let me check and see if there's anything intriguing this time. And was there? There was one thing that was intriguing. Hmm. That that short snapper battle back and forth this season has been, I mean, just brutal. Um, would you believe me if I told you I had a calendar alert for the depth chart each week? Yes. You would? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's something you would make up. So <laughs> I do not. I do not. Oh, I just it is something it. you would make yeah, up. Yeah, it is something I would make up. But I do like it. I believe that it means something. Chris, how much do you even look at it? Because I, I think do. most people probably don't. I look at it, and and I look at it so casually sometimes that I'll miss if there's a new mm-hmm. little or, or something. Did you notice yeah. that Zach Pickens yeah. had an or next to his name this week? I didn't. Okay. But I, <laughs> well, I, know, I know now because I... I did listen to y'all again for a little while. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I really appreciate sure, it. appreciate it. Yeah. Wes, what do you make of that? Well, the the most interesting thing to me is that I believe it was an or with MJ Webb. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yet last week, um, Webb didn't start the side pickings. Um, it was actually Tonka. So Tonka and MJ had kind of been battling for the spot beside Zach Pickens. And... At least for last week, Tonka had won it. The week before, it was MJ. I don't know if there was some matchup, um, you know, thoughts there as well. But, um, yeah, interesting. Here's the thing. You didn't put the ore there for nothing. Exactly. You know, like, it's not like it's it's just been sitting there, (laughs) which would be hilarious, actually. It's not like it's been sitting there all year long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Is that a reward for MJ Webb or is that a, hey, man, need a little yeah. more out of you? Or the third option that Preston mentioned earlier is, is Zach, maybe has he been a little bit banged up? Shane Bieber didn't yes. mention it Sunday night, but maybe something to keep an eye on today well, when Shane has his media availability. You know, I, I think you watch Zach. He's never he's never been on the injury report, I don't think, this year. Mm-hmm. But there have been times where, and I don't even know if it gets caught on television, there have been times where he has looked banged up, and then um, I think it was Zach that I was watching, and he just basically waved off 
I um, made a note of that in the SEC State game. Like he was down. He like kind of pounded the turf a couple times, got up very slowly, and then and, just said, "Go away." Yeah, I, I think got Tonka this. had already like run onto the field for him, and he was like, "Get out of here." Which I was like, "Oh, that's good. That's what you want to see from a guy that's supposed to be your leader, someone that's not trying to tap out of a game, right?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so you know, I think a lot of guys are. I mean, how how few how few guys are a hundred percent right now? Like the guys that are playing have some in Preston saying zero. They have some bruise, some bang, some some something bothering them, and it's kind of the difference between um, you know being injured and just being like hurting a little bit, I guess. Right. Although, again, at, at this point, fair to say we haven't heard anything about him being injured. So, safest assumptions are either MJ has done something that impressed the coaches or Zach has not met the expectations of the coaching staff, which I think is worth examining. Um, your observation about it being MJ as the backup, not next to Zach is very interesting to me. I want to come back to that and well, yeah, no, go ahead. No. Well, on the, on the depth chart, Tonka is in the starting position uh, at the other tackle. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that might be because, uh, Boogie is coming off of injury. Maybe he's working his way back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised, based on what we were told, I was surprised to see him out. Um, he played last game, right? Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see him him sort of back into the lineup as early as, er, early as he was. Mm. So, to Wes's point, Tonka has sort of, if we're looking for any silver lining, positive vibes, whatever, Tonka has sort of ascended himself up the up the ranks of the depth chart, and I think that's something that we've all been looking for yeah. to this point. Well, and did, maybe I was just watching it wrong, and y'all can correct me, Wes and Chris, assuming y'all have the answer. Uh, did Tonka play some three tech last week? I thought I saw him playing because he came in as an end, and then it was like a huge point of emphasis, like no, they're gonna or excuse me, a, a five tech. I thought he was playing outside. I thought I saw him playing out, which would make sense because Carolina's been thin at end. I thought I saw him play an end a couple plays, and it's funny because he came in as an end, and then it was like, oh, such a point of emphasis to play him inside, and then now he's playing outside again. I didn't know how much of an impact that was maybe making on his playing time if he was going to end up playing a little more end as a reserve. Yeah, he played um, He played some end against Georgia. Yep. And that was the first week uh, that I can recall that we've seen that. He played a... He played a little bit of end, uh, I think, against Arkansas, but it was when they were in that 3-4 look, so you're really not okay. spread out. You. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of basically the same almost as playing a three-tech in the four-man front. But um, he played some edge against Georgia. I don't think he played any edge against Charlotte. Um, he may have against uh, SE State. I don't recall seeing him out there. But, but yes, they are, depending on down-distance opponent, um, they are sort of cross-training him at this point yeah. um, to play sort of uh, in place of Gilbert in um, either running down in distances or, you know, I think potentially this week uh, against a Kentucky team that's going to want to try to be physical and run the football, that probably is something you look at uh, from a South Carolina game plan perspective. And maybe having him, I guess what I'm getting at is maybe having him as sort of a co-starter listed there with Boogie is looks where they will have Tonka and Boogie out there with whoever between Zach and MJ and then I guess Birch on the other side. Like in a, I mean, you talk about just get your best four guys out there. Maybe they maybe they feel like that's Tonka and whether that's end or whether that's inside, they just want him on the field. Yeah, um, I think it's a great point. And, uh, he has media availability today, so... He will presumably be asked. Uh, I also wonder, um, hey, you, you gave him the big man touchdown. Does that uh, 
You could have picked other big men for the big men touchdown. Or, or two-point conversion, I mm-hmm. should say. But yeah. he got to score. That's true. Uh, was that just because he quite literally was like, all right, this is the best guy to run this play? Or was it like, hey, let's let's reward Tonka because he's doing things the right way and has the skill set for this play? Two-point conversion and an or in the same week. Big <laughs> week for Tonka. Chris, you just roll your eyes at the or, don't you? No, no. I, oh, okay. I mean, I, I think it's – I was just laughing at that. That is a big week. Um <laughs> No, I, I think the or can be meaningful. Some sometimes it it gets on there to start the season and it just stays. And I don't know if that's if there's any intentionality at all where somebody looks at it and goes, "Okay, should we keep the or?" Sure, you know, whatever. Like, or you just kind of gloss over it. Like the Xavier or ju- Juice right now is an interesting one that doesn't feel like what we've seen play out. Right, right. I mean, Juice has certainly played more snaps in in games. Um, and it's been generally more productive as well. Um, but when you get some new ones, I don't know. I, we would have to go back and do some sort of analysis to see how many ores get removed during the season. Oh, I don't yeah, feel we like it's, a couple. Is there a couple? What, what's been removed? Well, the, the clear one that's been removed was Nicky Minwari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that was one. So when yeah. he, obviously he was he was started at, as a backup injury. Mm-hmm. In the first game that R.J. Roderick was back, there was an or. Mm-hmm. Now there's there's no or there anymore. Yeah, I he, feel like more stay than not. Very true. In general. And to that, but to that point, um, there have not been any for the defensive tackles until this week. Yeah. So this is the first week has made an appearance in the room. You think the ors just travel around the building <laughs> as like a costume <laughs> and somebody's coming in? Like, not the Grim Reaper quite, but like they go to a starter and it's like, you tap him on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. The ore is coming it's for a, you. It's, a, it's like a pink slip, and they just hand you it. It's just like an a ore, little buddy. post-it note that says ore. <laughs> or it's like in the movie. Like, I, did anybody go see that Smile movie yet? No, have you seen it? Okay, no, I saw no. some of the previews, though. Really so, see it. so there's like the one where she's sitting with the counselor. She thinks it's her therapist, oh, yeah, and it yeah. turns into the smile creature or whatever. Like, that's they're sitting there talking to Clayton White. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Coach, am I starting this week? And he's... He just smiles, and then he turns into the ore monster. The ore monster. (laughs) (laughs) The ore monster's coming for Zach this week, so it's going to be – I said this to Preston earlier. He's he's either going to get fewer snaps than MJ Webb this week, or he's going to be Javon Kinlaw in the 2019 Georgia game. Like, this – it feels like a public signaling of, hey, your – not your effort, but your performance hasn't been good enough is going to go one of two ways. And this will be a big week for Zach as well as the rest of the team. So we'll see. If Zach turns into Javon Kinlaw and you get advance notice, let me know. I will amend my pick for the weekend. Because okay, good. Yeah, Javon. But I mean, that was he made the, a little difference in that. In, game. in terms of how highly regarded and decorated these guys were coming into college, Zach was expected to be that guy. Um, he hasn't played like it so far, but I think, in the in the building, you got to believe it's still in there. You got to believe that the that the five star guy out of high school can still be a five star guy in college. Yeah, he's. I think Zach's shown a lot of flashes, and I think this is the year that, you know, him him being a senior, there was an expectation of you know take that next step. I don't know, like Javon Kinlaw. <laughs> he, yeah, that's a one of one. I don't know I, if we can compare yeah. anything to that. Yeah, yeah, that's almost like saying, like doing the birch and clowny thing or something like that. Like mm-hmm. you're just not going to get there. And Javon, I mean, the problem there is Javon was ranked as a high three or a low four star. I think he was a four out of junior college and a high three out of out of high school. And 
I mean, when I saw first time I saw Giovanni he was 15 years old and literally didn't know how to do anything. He was a big 6'5". He was 6'5 and like 275, kind of skinny, didn't know how to run a 40, couldn't bench press the bar, I don't think. I mean, nothing. Hmm. A lot of people thought he'd be an offensive tackle. Yeah, I was there. I thought he could be, yeah, I mean, a lot of schools recruited him as that. Goes to junior college, and he just, like Preston said, I mean, one of one's a good way to describe that. that He just, that type of guy just doesn't exist. Very common. Yeah. I guess I don't even mean like that guy, but boy, I was yeah, more, is Zach is no, Zach fair. was expected to come in and be a dominant player. But to, I've been thinking about this, and I was thinking of an analogy. But it's like, you know, I, my daughter's three, and the other day she said a she said a word, and me and my wife sort of looked at each other like, "Oh, how you how you know that?" You know, like I was like, "Really?" Sh- you said that very clearly instead <laughs> of messing up this flipping the letters or something. It's like, yeah. oh wow. But if she says that same word next year. We're not going to be as surprised, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be like, oh, okay, you, that was good. That was last year. Yeah, <laughs> need you to need come you up to, with a new word. Yeah, you need to have a new word, and that's sort of <laughs> how I feel about Zach. Like, mm-hmm. it was good for last year, but to Chris's point, with the expectations of growth, the trajectory seems to not have been quite on the same level. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see, uh, and again, hopefully, it gets addressed at some point today. But, but, um. Yeah, we'll see. 803-404-6100. A little bit long here. Uh, more thoughts on Carolina, Kentucky on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 1126 on a Tuesday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour on 107.5 The Game here in the Herndon Chevy Studios. Pearson Fowler, Hall of Famer, Preston Thorne, Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark. I had a Shane Beamer's weekly press conference where he will be previewing Kentucky. Get Wes and Chris's early thoughts on Kentucky here in just a second. I want to remind you, though, to keep listening to 107.5 The Game all football season long for your Carolina Honda Powerhouse Gamecock ticket giveaway. Carolina Honda Powerhouse is your source for Honda Power Sports, and you can visit them online at Carolina Honda. Dot com. No home game this week, but when the Gamecocks are back in Williams-Brice for Texas A&M, uh, next game after Kentucky, plenty of opportunities for you here to uh, to win some tickets. So keep listening. 107.5 The Game. Uh, real quick, Brock hit us in the text line and says, Smile was terrifying. Does that make you more or less likely to go see it, Chris? Um, neither, because I don't get to go to the theater a whole lot, but okay. I'll try to catch it, you know, when it drops on whatever streaming service okay. it is. So but you, I do, your, I do your plan see is to it. watch it. Yes, it might be like five years from now, but I'll I'll get to it. Um, He said uh, he wanted to say he's seen all the Conjuring, Paranormal Activities, Insidious. He's never seen a movie scarier. Says he and his girlfriend barely made it through. They did a good job of not making it cheesy. Those great movies, lots of jump scares. Okay. I'm down. There's a scouting report on Smile. Thank you. Uh, The scouting report on Kentucky. So they're a top 10 team. I do not think they are a top 10 team. They are just currently ranked in the top 10. But I do believe Kentucky's a good team. It's a good program right now. Hank called at the end of our first hour and was like, would you say Kentucky and Carolina have played a roughly similar schedule? I was like, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, Two SEC opponents for each, a couple of cupcakes for each. And the results for Carolina have been not dissimilar. They're three and two. Kentucky's four and one. Uh, Kentucky does have the big SEC win against Florida, but you can make the case that both Arkansas and Georgia are better than Florida. And 
Kentucky's results against their cupcakes in Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, and Northern Illinois are maybe less impressive than Carolina's drubbing of Charlotte of their, you know, three-score win over Georgia State. The SC State game, you know, almost kind of put aside, but that was more convincing. Isn't Youngstown State an FCS team? There. Um, so there you go. So that that kind of put Kentucky's start to the season in a different light for me, even as someone that wasn't particularly high on where they were going to end up this season. What's What's been your early scouting report through the first month and change on the Wildcats? I mean, Chris and I were talking about this yesterday. I've been surprised at how how little they've been able to run the football. I mean, when I think of Kentucky under Stoops, the first thing I think of is like tough nose, physical defense. The second thing I think of is, oh, they're going to run the football and they're going to be hard-headed and they're going to grind away at you. And it's going to be one of those games where it's not going to be flashy, but it's very, very just hard to watch as an opponent, like as a, a fan of an opponent, because it just doesn't seem like what they're doing is all that special. And then next thing you know, you're down by 10 points and there's like eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter and they've just sort of ticked away at you. Mm-hmm. Um, would y'all believe that they are last in the SEC in rushing as far as just the traditional good old rushing yards per game hmm. and that they are last in the SEC in average yards per carry at 2.52 yards per rush. Um, Caveats, yes, they haven't had Chris Rodriguez Mm -hmm. until this past week. Mm -hmm. Um, But one guy doesn't change that for you overnight, even though it does help. The other thing that probably has skewed that a little bit is they are also, not that this is a good thing, but it has affected their rushing statistics, their last in the SEC and sacks allowed. They have given up 19 sacks, which in uh, in college ball, they count that against your rushing total. Yeah. So um, it does skew it a bit, but who who would have thought? I mean, they, they've, they've got less rushing yards per game than Mississippi State, who throws the ball every down yeah that's crazy that That, is really well i had to triple like i i did a double take and then i was like i'm reading this wrong i'm an idiot that is a mind-numbing stats i bet they're still like in the middle of the pack or maybe even in the top half of the sec and carries because it doesn't feel like they've changed the way they play which i think is a credit to them just buying into that identity but i i I will say was that right correct okay right in the middle okay so eighth i can't say it's entirely unexpected because they lost both of their tackles um, including a you know one one tackle at least to the NFL maybe both of them are on rosters right now I believe they lost their starting center from last year if I remember correctly um, and then defensively they lost a lot too I was expecting regression from Kentucky this year so I was already predisposed to not think they were a top ten program but to see them up there after like when we talk about the the things that you can't predict in a season of course injuries and then just context like. If you told me that Kentucky was going to beat Florida before the start of the season, I would have been like, okay, yeah, maybe that happens. But if you told me that Kentucky was going to beat Florida a week after they beat Utah and everybody thought that Florida was back, and so then everyone was going to do the transitive property and be like, well, Kentucky must be really good because they just beat Florida and Florida just beat Utah and Utah just won the Pac-12. And then it's spiraling out of control. The reality is it doesn't really pass the eye test. Yeah, you look at their statistics. So I'll – 
I think it's a great point. I do think that we should not take that and go, oh, okay, it'll be, it'll be fine, you know, because I, I do think this team is still capable of running the football better than they have, and, and I'll give a few, few points to that. Number one is, as Wes said, Chris Rodriguez, his return and his ability to get yards after contact is something, especially we saw South Carolina, we don't need to pull out the statistics of the Arkansas game again. They performed very poorly in that department. And Chris Rodriguez, uh, in his first game back, where he was still getting his legs underneath him, he had 58 yards after contact and uh, forced seven missed tackles. Pretty, pretty doggone good. They also, in some of their games, against that softer schedule, you know, they didn't have to run the ball a lot. Against Florida, Smoke had 14 carries. Another game he had 18, but there was one game he had 12 carries, one game he had seven. And Will Levis, who I have now renamed the nominee, that is his official name now. Did you? I put that in the promo for the show that runs throughout the rest of the day. Oh, he's like a political candidate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to hear that. that. He he is, though. We're we're kind of making fun of it. I mean, he is obviously capable of shouldering some of the offensive work. So... In those games, without Rodriguez, maybe you lean a little bit more on Will Levis. But I think Wes has a great point, which he's backed up with statistical evidence of what's happened in the games, that this is a little bit of a different look for this team. And their offensive line, you know, perennially, Kentucky has had an underrated offensive line, like year after year after year. They don't appear to be as good this year Mm -hmm. in protecting the passer or opening holes in the run game. Yeah, Could be. Well, this will be very interesting. If Kentucky has a tremendous amount of success running the football against Carolina, that will be, for me, probably the final indictment of the rushing defense. And if South Carolina is able to stop them, then maybe that's, for Kentucky fans, kind of the final indictment of the offensive line that's underperformed through the first part of the season. We'll continue to talk a little bit more about Kentucky, some of the early scouting report, where Carolina can attack the Wildcats coming up this Saturday. 803-404-6100. That's the Love Chevy phone line number and the text line number. You can get all of us on Twitter as well. At Pearson Fowler, at Coach P Tweets, at GC Chris Clark, and at West Mitchell GC. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.40 Tuesday morning, and welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you talking Carolina, Kentucky, uh, talking depth chart, Shane Beamer's press conference coming up in, uh, is it 12.30 or 30? 1.30? 1.30. 1.30. So his press conference coming up in just under two hours. Players have media availability between now and then. A um, couple of couple of quick things to get to here. Uh, we also talked, we were talking about Aaron Judge earlier, wondering historical like big historical mile markers that have been reached against legendary players. Uh, Roger says Ricky Henderson was um, Nolan Ryan's 5,000th strikeout. Oh, that's a cool one. Uh, Roman says David Price was pitching when Derek Jeter got his 3,000th hit. And it was also a home run. So two good good ones. Those are. Way to go. Um, I also wanted to come back to something Wes said earlier. I'm just like picking up the pieces of things that I forgot to come back to earlier. Uh, the depth chart, interestingly, has Zach Pickens listed as an or with MJ Webb. Wes pointed out that MJ has actually been playing next to Zach, not in lieu of Zach. And so my question for Preston, playing left tackle and right tackle on the offensive line is a huge difference. Like you have to 
It's like playing mirror mode in Mario Kart, which for those of you that haven't done it is extremely difficult. Shout out to my friend Joe who like just crushed the all tour mirror mode, got very, very good at it. Anyway, um are are, are defensive tackle positions more interchangeable than that, or is it pretty hard to flip what side you're playing? Nah, you should be able to flip. Okay. He's, the only the only thing that can get a little tricky is if you can be able to get into a right right handed stance or a left handed stance, depending on you want to put your your inside hand uh, down, so inside your inside hand closer to the ball is want to be down. So some people might have trouble getting in left handed stances, but okay. you can just get in a four point stance if it's that. Big of a deal, so that shouldn't be a big deal. Because you don't see ends flip a lot, a whole lot either, for the most part. That's usually more so for travel purposes, though. Okay, because they don't want to just be running across uh, the formation that much. Yeah, I was going to say to be clear, MJ has played as Zach's backup as well. Um, but last game was but, playing next to him. Um, I was just, I thought it was interesting that um, la- so the prior game, Charlotte game. Because we were we were all saying who's going to start if Boogie doesn't go, mm-hmm. and the answer at the time was, was MJ. It? But then this past week, the answer was Tonka. So I, I sort of had it in my head like oh, MJ and Tonka have been battling it out to be the other starter. Hmm. Um, which this past week seemed like Tonka beat him out. So I thought it was interesting that MJ got beat out by Tonka this past week, and those two are pretty close, I think, as far as production goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now. MJ's getting the ore um, with Zach this week. I mean, so even based on what you just said, maybe it is a deal where we're rewarding MJ for for playing well. It still doesn't bode well for the leader of the team Mm -hmm. to sort of have that hanging around. But who knows, man? We could be making something out of nothing because we're not there. But it it wasn't there last week, and it is there this week, so something changed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a zero-sum game. So if you have a payroll of, you know, half a million dollars and you want to reward somebody by giving them a salary bump, but your only option is to cut somebody's salary, that person better deserve to have their salary cut. So, um, Chris, who are Carolina's four best defensive linemen regardless of position? Um, boo-boo-boo-boo. On the spot. Regardless of position. I'm going to go... Birch, uh, don't add the clock too. Goodness, <laughs> Birch Pickens. Hmm, those are like the two easy quote unquote ones for me. One of them is obviously out, but Jordan. That's why I say I'm assuming we're going healthy and available. Yeah, right. healthy yeah. and available. Um, I'm gonna say Boogie, a healthy Boogie Huntley, because he was a starter, so that makes it kind of easy. Okay. I, I was just going to pick the starting four from yeah, that season. That. Yeah, I noticed that. But, I mean. And Gilbert Edmund, that we know that's your guy. I do like Gilbert. I, I, but still, I thought, you know, this needed to be a season where Gilbert could play 20 or 25 snaps. Right. And take a step forward. Now he's, hey, we need you to play 40, 50. Yeah. Not as ideal for him. So, uh, Boogie, uh, Zach Pickens, Jordan Birch, and I'm kind of trying to figure out if I'm going Tonka or MJ Webb. You should probably just keep it all South Carolina. You got three or four guys from the state of South Carolina. There you go. I'm going to say Tonka. Okay. I think I'm going Tonka. Preston? <laughs> I don't know. Pass? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, um. 
We'll see. The season starts to, season starts Saturday. <laughs> okay. Wes? I, I don't know either, man. I, okay. I, I'll give you what I what popped in my head. Probably Zach, Birch, Boogie, Tonka. But I, I think by the end of the year, though, Gilbert is. Has Gilbert been worse than Birch this year? Gilbert's thing is just he, right now in his career, he's like a pass rush first yeah, and mm-hmm. second guy, I feel like. And third. Well, yeah, so I think that goes back to expectations. No, he hasn't, to, to answer that question, no, he hasn't been as good as Birch, but he's also shouldn't be expected to be as good mm-hmm. as Birch. So I think from what I've seen, he's been fine mm-hmm. or even maybe even solid for what, was expected to him as uh yeah. as Chris said, you know, he was expected to be a more of a sparing contributor as opposed to a as opposed to a starter now. So I just feel like I see the number eight on my screen as much as I see the number five. Which Listen, doesn't mean he's good, but that's, that doesn't mean he's good and that's not analytics, but it does mean something. Yeah. And somebody that shows up has more chances to make plays than somebody who doesn't. Yeah. I wonder if Carolina, well, you said the season starts Saturday. I wonder how much of an idea we'll get of maybe how to answer that question. That, that should be an easy, and maybe it is an easy question to answer, but it should be easy. Really quick, even on, on with the or with specifically to Zach and MJ, it could be a thing. This is another hypothetical. It could be a thing where if you if it's not, if it's snaps are a zero-sum game, say they have 50 snaps in a game mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, Maybe you're turning the dial up on MJ Webb's number of snaps, but so that Zach can rest and he gets the big snaps because every snap is not necessarily yeah. equal. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe you're trying to spell him a little bit, get him a little bit more rest so he can be fresher for the more important snaps or drives, et cetera, et cetera. That could be another way to approach it. Again, speculation. I don't know. That's another way to think about it. One more follow-up on that, but 803-404-6100. Want to hear from you guys. Got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll continue to talk about Carolina's defensive line. Again, a, a an underwhelming and underperforming offensive line for Kentucky. Uh, two groups that are both looking to get right this week in a pivotal SEC matchup. So this will be a fascinating, fascinating matchup that we'll continue to talk about next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Eleven fifty-two Tuesday morning. A couple minutes left here in the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you starting hate week. Number one of two this uh, this year. And, uh, you know, Jeff kind of got it started. Jeff texted us earlier and was like, hey, Carolina's going to beat Kentucky. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's like that's the mantra for this season for South Carolina. And then Hank. And then Hank. Gave us some numbers. Yep. Now Wes is watching the game. And yeah. We're in the other room. He's just laughing. He's got the he's sky cast stitches going. right now watching Kentucky and how terrible they are on offense. I mean. His words. You know. Preston's convinced. I'm, 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 I'm working my way there. He's got oh the, boy. he's got the not, not a garnet jacket, right? Wine, wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris, how are you on your colors? Nice jacket. Thank you, sir. Um, no wine. No, no, no. Just in general, how are you with colors? <laughs> oh, like do I perceive them well? Yeah. Or oh, whatever. That's thank you. That's how I wanted to ask that question earlier. Uh, Glad you're here. 
I think so, my wife uh, would say no, because mm. sometimes I'll be like, that is a orange something, and she's like, uh, no, it is not. Is it like that this. dress, though? Huh? That dress, remember? And, oh, like, the some blue people and saw the yellow yeah. or whatever it was? I mean, no, it, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I perceive them well. I do think we just, that's just a spouse yeah. thing. We just have some disagreements on colors sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it, here's all y'all need to know about Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> if you Google Kentucky roster. Oh, I know. I know what this is. First thing that pops up, 2022-2023 men's basketball yep. roster. Second thing that pops Ooh. up, ESPN, Kentucky Wildcats roster. Those are basketball players. <laughs> Third thing that pops up, 2023 University of Kentucky men's basketball roster. Fourth thing, an article about basketball. Fifth thing, another basketball roster. And on and on and on. Don't tell Mark Stoops. Yeah, you remember that uh, the professor from Kentucky that called in? Said he doesn't think about Carolina. Y'all should yeah. call him back and say <laughs> Google doesn't even know what your football team is. <laughs> That's right. The That's entire right, first page. Not even Google. They know everything. That's right, <laughs> Professor White. We should ask yeah. Alexa next. Wait, yeah, well, we're, we're going to have to have him on this week just to just for like a, I don't know, like trash talking session. That'll be fun. <laughs> Preston, ask him that. Don't want to get. Did you know that Google does not know? Though, but I don't know. Um, what, we're on done? the second page, and it's still all basketball. Is it really? Yes. Oh. Again, don't tell Mark Stoops. Uh, but you should tell everybody about Kendall Walsh. I should. You should tell me when I need to be ready for that. Um, <laughs> Kendall Walsh is. I am. I'm always ready. But you're not reading. Uh, script. You're just. You're just speaking from the heart. The more company. A real experience for you. Yes, it is. Uh, Kendall helped me and my fiance buy our house. She can do the same for you. Uh, Kendall Walsh is with the Moore Company. Eight zero three four one four three five nine zero. At Work with Walsh is where you can find Kendall on Twitter. Or Instagram, you can also email her, workwithwalsh at gmail.com. Many of you may already know Kendall. She used to work with the Gamecock Club. Massive Gamecock fan and uh, can help walk you through this process. Every single day I see an article pop up about the housing market and what's it going to do. Some people say it's going to do this, that. Um, It can be a little bit daunting. Promise you, Kendall will help walk you through it and uh, make it much more simple than it would be if you're going at it on your own. Again, 803 414 3590. Tell Kendall that you heard about her on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour on 107.5. All right, so here we go. Zach Pickens, the subject of uh, just intrigue today. I think we all agree that anyone can be a five star player for one play. You just got to flash, you just got to have that moment. So the key is consistency. Is it possible, Preston, you planted the seed in my brain at the end of last segment in terms of the workload? You're never getting 50, 50 snaps or whatever. Is it possible that Zach Pickens, who has not been a five-star defensive tackle playing, you know, 45, 50 snaps a game, whatever, is it possible that Jimmy Lindsay's like, I feel like Zach Pickens can be a five-star player for 35 snaps. Therefore, MJ is going to have to play 30 instead of 15. Is is this not a not a punishment, not a public calling out to try to motivate him? Could this possibly be just trying to unlock Zach? Because you were talking about like specific plays, like have him on this third down, but just to have him fresher. Is he maybe someone that just wears out more quickly? Very possible. Absolutely possible. Um, that's something that some people might say is about conditioning, but some players are just not as good for as long. Mm-hmm. And they might be gooder and, and better in gooder, not a word. <laughs> uh, they might be better in shorter bursts. So that might be something, and that's – Maybe something that you're figuring out or maybe something that you may have had a hunch on. Yeah. And now MJ has progressed to the point where you feel like you can do that now. I'm not going to make you self-scout, 
after how many snaps was Langston no good? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, Someone with obviously a very high ceiling and a high floor. Yeah, high, high, definitely high high ceiling. Langston was probably one of those players that once once that tank was empty, it wasn't going to be great. So, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't can't remember what the but, number is. But yeah. when you look out on the field, you see them hands on the hip. Yeah, it's probably not going to be a great play coming after that. So, so maybe it's taken five games to figure out that, that Zach has that number, and, and maybe they thought that number was fifty-two, and that number's forty-four. Possible. I, I think we are reading very deep into this, uh, but I will say Zach Pickens has played the fourth most snaps on the defense this year. Hmm. So. Um, you know, that was always something that Will Muschamp said was basically, you know, you got to rotate your defensive lineman because nothing – once the, the big guys on the defensive line wear out. Come join TV's Ross Matthews every Thursday on his new podcast, Hello, Ross. Hi, I'm Ross Matthews, and I am so excited to tell you about my brand new podcast, Hello, Ross. You know, I, I just said that. Yeah, I know. I was just saying it again to emphasize the name of my new podcast. It's Hello, Ross. Look, you only have like 30 seconds to tell them about the new podcast, Hello, Ross. You have to tell them about the celebrity guests, the interesting people with cool stories to tell, and it's new every Thursday. Go ahead. You never know who's going to pop by to say Hello, Ross. It could be an Oscar winner, the star of your favorite show, even my dental hygienist. Really? No, she's fascinating. Okay. Anyone else? One time I was at a dinner party and the lady across from me, turns out she was a dominatrix. Ooh, that's going to hurt. I've been a naughty boy. <laughs> huh. Are you going to ask? We're going to go there. For reals? And there. For real reals? You better stretch. I better stretch? What the hell? On our show, nothing's off limits. I'm going to ask that question. No. And that question. No. <laughs> and I'm going to get away with it. Oh, boy. So it's like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, right? Except think of it, Mr. Matthews' Gaberhood. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. You know, that actually does sound fun. And it's on YouTube or wherever you listen. Wait, that's my line. Hello, Ross, available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Okay, now you just repeated me. We are so over our time limit. Oh, that's a bummer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.